0: Hey, this is Martin Casals, also known as Martin the Moth Martinez from Lucha Underground, and you're listening to WNS. It's going to be fun. It's
1: going to be fun. <laughs> You're listening to the official Wrestling News Source Podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or check us out on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsSource.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube,
0: Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS Podcast.
1: Now being broadcast in over 45 different countries, here are your hosts, Daniel Heron, Tyler A. Bear and Doug. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Daniel Heron. I'm Doug, and we will welcome you to episode 299 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes, Stitcher, Beyond Pod, Player.fm, and Satchel by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast.
2: Uh, Yes, you can follow the podcast on Twitter, at WNS Podcast. You can follow Daniel, WNS underscore Daniel, and you can follow Tyler.
1: Tyler. It's great. Unfortunately, Tyler's not going to be here this week, but that's okay. It's going to be a two-man show for episode 299 of the WNS Podcast. We certainly thank you all for tuning in. We've got plenty to talk about this week. We've got Raw, SmackDown, plenty of hot topics, maybe a couple debates. Who knows what's going on in the world It's crazy, I tell you. Now We also have an interview with Lucha Underground Superstar Martin Casaus Also known as Marty the Moth Martinez So you definitely want to tune in for that So anyone who's tuning in for the first time Welcome, we appreciate it You came in a good episode, I think Who knows, we'll see Doug, how you doing?
2: Uh, not too good, man Not too good? Nah, man, not You're, too good
1: you know, Everything alright?
2: Mm, I don't think so No. No. This election has kind of got me down, man. Mm. Feeling sad. Yeah. Feeling afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm afraid, you know, I'm afraid for women. I'm afraid for African Americans. I'm afraid for Latinos and Muslims. And I'm afraid for the LGBTQ. Community, I don't know, man. I feel like we let a lot of people down. Mm. I'm sorry.
1: It's okay, man.
2: Uh, I just hope that uh, we can hold this rock together for the next few years. And hopefully we can get this right in four more years. Yeah. And, uh, I'm already seeing some very negative signs out in the world of, you know, what people are having to deal with already. And this shit ain't even official yet. Mm. I mean, it's official, but he hasn't even taken office yet and uh
1: yeah, a lot of I have been seeing a lot of negativity on Facebook and it is it is kind of disheartening. I would I would hope that we as a human being would be able to look past all the labels, all of the other you know stuff out there in the world, and just come together like dude we're we're human beings, we have our differences, but you know are you gonna hate me because I like certain music are you gonna hate me because I like certain foods I mean it's you know the it's it's i, I mean don't know.
2: there is uh, what I think there is room to debate and to go back and forth about is positions on policy. Mm. What I don't think there is room is if you don't think someone else's life is worth as, as much as yours or if you don't feel that someone else is, deserves the same amount of rights as you, I've got no room for that and I think that's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, And I'm really afraid for the people that I feel like we let down and what they might have to endure over these next four years. Mm-hmm. and uh i would love to be proven wrong i would be delighted to be wrong but i'm not so sure of that right now
1: well hopefully uh hopefully <clears throat> it can be proven wrong we'll see in time um but hopefully we can use this episode as more of a more of an escape from from the real world and talk a little bit about wrestling um you know kind of get our minds off the of things because i know it, it's been a crazy 18 months. Um, And, uh, I'm, I'm glad that the election is over with and done with, and now people can make their plans going forward. Um, and I feel like this episode could be really used as a, as a way to, you know, I don't want to say escape because, you know, it's always going to be there. It's, you know, it's sort of like going on vacation. Yeah. You'll leave for a little bit, but eventually you have to come back uh, to the real world. Um, but you know, for everyone who's kind of down, they might be down, upset, or they might just want to hear about wrestling talk. Uh, you know, we can uh we can certainly provide the wrestling talk, but um, you know, this election has been a, a, a crazy roller coaster ride.
2: I mean, yeah, I mean I know that uh not everyone wants to, to tune in to hear politics on a wrestling podcast, but mm-hmm. there are some things in this world that are bigger than wrestling.
1: Yeah. There, there are a lot of lives uh, who are concerned right now, and, uh, you know, I'm just praying that their their minds will one day be put at ease and that everyone can just go about their business and do their own thing, and, you know, I, I would love a world where everyone gets along, but unfortunately, there are people out there who just, I don't know, they just, they, they think they're better than, than themselves, or they think they're better than others, or... They think other people are wrong for what they believe in, and they're unable to see the other side of things. So, if you are listening to this show, you know we certainly appreciate it. Uh, <coughs> just, you know, make sure you go out and and be kind to one another. That's that's the most important thing. If if you see someone being talked down to, you know, I'm not saying go and start a fight, but let the other let let the person know that you're there for them and just be, you know, be decent. Yeah. That's, that's the most important thing. Um, no feedback this week, but that's okay. Um, if you are listening on iTunes, we would love to, to hear your comments. Feel free to give us a review. Um, we are going to talk about Raw. We are going <coughs> to talk a little bit about SmackDown. Uh, I didn't get to catch some of SmackDown because I was watching a lot of the, uh, the political stuff going on. And uh, so I was, you know, going back and forth. I, only, I even went through the DVR and and tried to catch up on some of it, but I ended up finding myself switching back over to the the campaign.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, my busy season at work, and uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately, because I've been working late, uh, I didn't get to catch anything this week. Uh, my intent was to, <clears throat> uh, I wasn't able to catch Raw Live, so my intent was to watch Raw Tuesday. And to try and get to SmackDown today before mm-hmm. the show, and none of that happened. Uh, I worked late every day this week, and yeah, nice. uh, what uh, when I did get home, I to, especially Tuesday, I was pretty focused on the election coverage, mm-hmm. and uh, so I really didn't see um, anything this week. And uh, you know, I'm sorry if that's a lie down for people, but sometimes life gets in the way, and uh,
1: yeah you know and it's one of those things where you know this was a, this was a huge election so naturally a lot of people were were focused on it uh i i can't imagine the ratings being too high for smackdown uh this particular week well i think um, that
2: I, I think i saw and again this past few days have been a blur um i think that i saw that they did the best like rating for some like non political huh. like some non news non political type show like on yeah. that night so
3: hmm.
1: Maybe people uh, were using them as an escape. Like I'm not gonna watch. I'm not gonna watch the debate, or I'm not gonna watch the election. I'm gonna watch some wrestling. Um, So I felt like both Raw and SmackDown kicked off uh, similar ways. Um, You know, since we were so focused on the election, you know, I was I was mixed in in watching Raw, and to me, Raw wasn't very wasn't very good. Um, There were a couple moments where where I thought it was good. SmackDown was again better. Uh, This week again, you know what's what's the surprise, Um, but there are some. uh, There's a lot of hot topics for us to cover, and there are a couple of debates I would like to have. Not necessarily like debates, but you know, get your opinion. We kind of go back and forth. See, I guess that's considered a debate. Sure. But um, but yeah. So on Raw, we had the uh, the team meeting for uh for their singles competitor male. Uh, for Survivor Series, and Stephanie was introducing them, having their little moments. But then she made a comment basically saying, you guys need to compete like your jobs are on the line, because they are. So are we now getting, if you guys lose, you're going to be fired? Because if that's going to be the case, I know who I'm picking for Survivor Series.
2: Um. Well, it's hard to say not having seen it, but... Um, I wouldn't guess that would be a stipulation. Mm-hmm. Although, I mean, I guess they could, but it, it just it sounds like motivation instead mm-hmm. of like this is an actual stipulation. Yeah. But although, aren't they like, aren't like Shane and Daniel Bryan supposed to be on like Raw coming up this week or something?
1: Yeah, they will be appearing on Raw. Um, but also speaking of Shane McMahon, um. Baron Corbin is out with an injury right now, and uh Shane McMahon is taking his place on the SmackDown team.
2: Like uh, like actually wrestling? He is
1: the fifth man, yeah.
2: Wow. Wait, uh, wait why, didn't, why did you air quote Baron Corbin is injured?
1: Because it, you know, it happened during a match. Uh or before the match actually began. He was supposed to have a, a match. It's a work or it's not a work. It's okay. A work. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um he uh during the beginning of SmackDown, they had a little powwow in the middle of the ring, and Corbin walked off, and Shane went after him and was like, hey, dude, what's the deal? And he's like, no, I fight on my own terms. and you know, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Shane was like, all right, well, if you're going to have that attitude, then we'll put you in a match against Kalisto. So go out there and compete. Before the match officially begins, Kalisto does this thing where he jumps over over the ropes and rolls in and you know jumps up whenever he jumped up Corbin just like clothes lined him and all
2: a GIF of that. yeah
1: and they had a I mean they had a nice brawl but then uh Corbin did something and he ended up like tweaking his knee or his ankle or something to do with his leg mm-hmm. and um then Kalisto went after it and you know, like did a drop kick while he was standing next to the steel steps onto the leg, which, you know, crushed it between the steps. And so he rolled back into the ring and Kalisto went on the top rope and, and did a, a drop onto the leg. So he's he's out of uh Survivor series. And so later on that night, uh Shane McMahon says, I'm gonna be replacing him and you know well, actually it was more of a Daniel Bryan asking him and the crowd doing the yes chant and he kinda went along with it. So um it's a shame. Man's gonna be the fifth member.
2: Did I see something about? Yes, James stuff?
1: Ellsworth will be the team mascot for SmackDown. Uh, that's not what
2: i was gonna say, <laughs> but
3: okay.
2: That makes sense. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah, isn't like Natalia like the coach or something? Yes, they have all these weird. And she's like,
1: carrying a whistle around now.
2: So they have like these all like gimmicked spots for the teams. Mm-hmm. The brawl doesn't have anything like that on their team. No. <clears throat> So what I was going to say though was, didn't wasn't there some video where Kalisto said he's bringing the Cruiserweights to SmackDown or something like that?
1: They they uh, they announced that on SmackDown that uh, Kalisto will be facing Brian Kendrick at Survivor Series for the cruiserweight title, and this is one of the debates that uh, one of the topics of the debate that I wanted to have with you. Uh, the stipulation is if Kalisto wins, not only does the title go to SmackDown. But the entire cruiserweight division shifts over to SmackDown. Hmm. So we'd be seeing Brian Kendrick, TJ Perkins, Noam Dar, all of them now on SmackDown. So that's one of the debates because uh, last week they had the announcement of 205 Live going to be on the WWE Network, which will be immediately following uh, SmackDown, right? Or did they do that on Wednesday?
2: No, it's Tuesday. Tuesday. They're, They're supposed to be taping live after SmackDown.
1: So that would... That would ideally make the most sense. You already have the, the roster over on SmackDown.
2: Right, not paying like double travel. Or
1: yeah, instead of saying, well, we need you on Raw, and then you got to go film 205 Live uh, after SmackDown, so hop on the next flight. So the, the question is, is moving the Cruiserweight division to SmackDown the best choice? If Kalista, if and if that's the case, does that mean Kalista is going to be winning the cruiserweight title?
2: Do you think? Are you asking? Is that the best choice in terms of creative, or is that the best choice in terms of like logistics? Let's do both. (laughs) Well, I mean, logistically, if they are going to be live after SmackDown, it would make sense for them to be on SmackDown. (laughs) Although they have less time. But Smackdown's well, now on, they're
1: getting a full hour with the two o five. That's
2: sure they get their own thing. But yeah. if they're going to be on SmackDown, they have less time on SmackDown. Is what I mean. Sure. But uh, their roster, SmackDown's roster, feels kind of thin, anyways.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, yeah, I could see that working out logistically and creatively. Yeah. So.
1: And I think the Cruiserweights sh- should have been on SmackDown to begin with. Sure. Uh, because that's a special attraction draw, um, and it gets and it gets more people focused on and now you're adding the 205 live hour and so you'll have one or two matches you'll have a match on uh, smackdown and say oh the story continues over on 205 live and there you go it sells itself
2: what's the start date for that like the 20 29
1: like later in the month i think it's uh, towards the end but um yeah i'm i'm looking forward to it i don't know how i feel about like brian kendrick losing the title so so soon and I don't know how I feel about Stephanie McMahon just saying, "Yeah, that's fine. If 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 one guy loses, we lose all of our division." Yeah, I'm totally cool with that because they've hyped up for so long. It's going to be exclusively on Raw, and oh, you know, look at all this great talent we're going to have. And then they brought them, and nothing really happened. And now they're just like, "Yeah, sure, take them." Yeah, I mean,
2: <laughs> that is sort of weird, but. It does seem like a flying by the seat of their pants type of deal, not mm-hmm. like a like uh oh, we're gonna have a two five show. Oh, well shouldn't we just put them on and then it seems like it doesn't seem like they they did it on purpose, it just seems like they ended up there.
1: It kinda yeah. just happened, yeah. yeah. They're like, Well, we wanna do this show and this would make a great time slot for people to tune into the WWE network. So, let's just do that. Okay. How are we going to do that, though? How are we going to justify it? Oh, We'll have a magic survivor. Series.
2: I mean, I heard... I didn't see it, but I heard uh, Noam Dar debuted on Raw he and did. was over as fuck.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: Um, Obviously, home home country. And, yeah. Country man. And
1: uh, got a great reaction from the crowd. Um, it was kind of odd seeing him team up with Brian Kendrick, because Brian Kendrick is known as the heel right now. Right. And he came out all smiles and... You know, did the flips and did the tricks. But uh, uh, Brian Kendrick ended up being the one who lost the match, blames it on Noam Dar, attacks him. Noam Dar retaliates, and the crowd right. is, you know, for that segment, sent home happy.
2: I know we've sort of been saying for a while, like, where are the rest of these guys? But mm-hmm. if this was – I mean, if their intent all along was to hold them off to debut Amir, it was a smart decision.
1: Sure, court. yeah. I'll agree, and I did see a post that said uh, a lot of the stars that were rumored to be in the cruiserweight division are going to be on two hundred five live. So, like Jack Gallagher is going to be there. Um, well, Jack
2: Gallagher, I know we have been talking for a while. Like, what is his status? Apparently, he's clearing up a visa issue, ah. and then he he's on his way. Tozawa has finished up with Dragon Gate; is on his way. Very cool. And so, uh, I think Metalik is uh, finishing up as well. So, if Very not cool. already.
1: Be. Speaking of Tozawa, did you happen to see? Uh, are you aware first of the mannequin challenge?
2: I saw that video that Tyler put in okay. the chat, but I didn't know it was a thing. Like,
1: yeah, it, apparently it's very new. Um, everyone just stands like a statue, or you know, similar to a mannequin. I guess you would you could say. Uh, and they go around and film it, and add music to it, and stuff like that. But uh, I happened to see that uh, he was in it, uh, standing next to Hideo, I believe. So it was. Re- I enjoyed it. Yeah, I saw cool. someone
2: like slowed it down, and like Steve Carino was there. I guess he was like guest training for the week or something. <laughs> nice. And uh, he's and I think he's with maybe he's with Cedric. I don't remember exactly. No, 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 no. no, no. He was with he was with someone else. I don't remember.
1: Yeah, but you know, I'm I'm personally happy that they'll be if they move the the cruiserweight division to to SmackDown. I think that's actually going to help SmackDown even more uh, as far as the ratings. That's going to get a lot of more. A lot more people to tune in, and there's a rumor going around right now because they're going to have uh, another matchup, and it's going to be for the Intercontinental Title: um, Sammy Zayn against Dolph Ziggler. And there's a rumor going around that they're going to give Zayn the title, and he's going to go to Raw with that. So that would free up some of the guys trying to go around the Intercontinental because you know the 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 roster is spread fairly thin on the SmackDown side. Right. So you could just have the main title, the tag title, the women's title, and then the Cruiserweight title. And so that would get a little more of a cluster in there uh, for the main title. Um, You know, but what would it do for Raw? Lord knows. I guess they just replace it with the Cruiserweight, just sort of do a switch.
2: I guess so. Um, I mean, when I heard that Zayn... Uh, beat Rusev to challenge to to answer Ziggler's challenge Mm -hmm. I guess it's not really an open challenge if people had to fight for the right
1: well it was an open challenge Sami Zayn volunteered he said I'd I'd like to and Stephanie said well I think it should go to Rusev but if you can beat him sure you can answer the call
2: okay well I think it's the more intriguing matchup of the two Mm -hmm. Uh, it's definitely fresher I don't think we've seen it yeah But ultimately, whenever I heard it, I just felt like, oh, they didn't want to beat Rusev, but they wanted Ziggler to get the win. So Mm -hmm. Zayn's a guy who is going to give him a good match. And also, it's not like beating a nobody, but we don't really have to sacrifice anyone we've spent any time giving any momentum to. Mm -hmm. That was my knee-jerk reaction, but um, I just can't see them flipping that title over to Raw. Yeah. It seems like too much.
1: Maybe they'll flip it over and then have a unification match. Unification title between the U.S. and Intercontinental.
2: Who man, wrestling's so weird right now. Who who knows what could happen?
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it it this whole year has been insane, and uh, it was just announced that uh, that the Royal Rumble is going to have a special start time. So it looks like that's going to be four hours long. I
2: sort of expected that. Though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. For some reason, I wasn't. I was like, really? Like they're they're extending it. And then I was then once. Uh, Tyler was like, well, yeah, it's one of the big four. I was like, yeah, that does make sense. And they have been doing it for SummerSlam. And uh, so I guess it is to be expected. And with that, I'd really like to see a 40 man Royal Rumble. Like, I would, I know it's a lot, but I feel like they could use the extra 10 for the surprises. And
2: I mean, that's what I think. Like, I think if you're going to do 40, the 10 go to like, returns or, like, mm-hmm. one-offs or surprises and not just, like, ten more dudes from, like, wherever.
1: Yeah. And you give a, a couple of NXT stars. There's a, a rumor going around that a particular NXT star is going to be in the Royal Rumble. Um, there's talk that... Uh, Who's the...
2: I'm so... This week, I've been so disconnected from the internet. Like, what? who is the rumor to go? Uh, or,
1: or, or, supposedly, uh, the rumor is Samoa Joe. Okay. Which... I'd be, that'd be cool. Yeah, I'd be excited to see that. Um, maybe they'll throw in a cruiserweight or two in there. That's why I think doing doing a 40, 40 man would be just fine because you can have a couple NXT guys, a couple cruiserweights, and then you can have four or five surprises uh, and two or three returns, and right. you know that that covers the the extra ten. Um, and also, I don't know how WWE feels about Alberto Del Rio being the only person who's ever won a forty man Royal Rumble. So maybe they would want to say, oh, well, look who else won. Sort of like, hey, look at all the people who's won, entered at, what was it, number one or number 30? Which was the one that...
2: Both, really.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, isn't it like the same? No, I think more people have won it. 27 is the number that like has the most wins, I think.
1: Yeah, but it was... I'm referring to Chris Benoit, where they would only say, oh two men have, I think it was like two men have won at number 30 and two men have won at number one, but they would only show Shawn Michaels or something along those lines. I think that was what it was. I don't remember Um,
2: what spot he was. Yeah.
1: But, uh, anyways, um, yeah, I'd like to see a 40 man Royal Rumble. Who knows how, like I said, who knows how the WWE feels about it. Um, maybe we'll get that announcement a little bit later on. I would like, I would love to see that. Um, I'm just looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, I'm good with that. 40 man. Mm-hmm. Got four hours. What
1: else? <laughs> what else you got to do? Um, we were talking about the cruiserweights, uh, and uh, <laughs> one of the cruiserweights that's in a little bit of hot water at the moment, Sinkara, uh got into a little scuffle with uh, Chris Jericho over their uh, European tour. That's what I heard. Had a little incident on the uh, on the bus making some noises and people were asking him to silence himself. And he basically told Jericho Go fuck yourself. Or fuck off. I forget what the uh, exact terminology he used was.
2: I mean those are relatively close enough, yeah. The same thing.
1: Um and uh Jericho didn't take too kindly to it, and there's the statement that I've read was that uh, Sin Cara threw a punch, missed, um, they were pulled apart, Sin Cara's hand got close to Jericho, and Jericho bit his hand.
2: That's what I heard, too.
1: <laughs> so, um, no other, like, you know, no suspensions, probably a fine, but... Well, you know, I thought
2: that I heard something about, like, they're making him get, like, anger management or something.
1: Yes. Sin is going to have to take anger management, but he, I don't believe he's going to have to miss any... any time from the ring. Um probably be fined. Like dude, come on. It's that's like your third fight now. Seamus and it was a gotch. It's yeah. not a gotch. And now not Oh
2: <laughs> <laughs> Man Hunico like to throw those hands. <laughs>
1: so uh so yeah if there's one uh, one wrestler you don't want to fight it's probably Cara He's got some he was,
2: uh, you you would think Vince would like you think he'd be shit. It. He, yeah. He likes that like like legitimate tough guy shit, you think? Mm-hmm. He, like Sin Cara be getting pushed to the stars right now?
1: <laughs> and go out there and just have a shoot fight with everybody. Just can't bring it.
2: back brawl for all. Yeah. <laughs> but Unico whoop everyone's ass.
1: Yeah. For round one be uh, uh, Unico and uh, and Sheamus. Second match will be Simon Gotch and then Chris Jericho. If he makes it. Well, to we the already round. know
2: you beat those guys. I want to see who else he beats. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who'd you put in there first?
2: Against Hunico? Yeah. I definitely, if they're going to do brawl fraud, I definitely want Hunico in there. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Let's see.
1: Who's someone put up a, you think it put up a fight?
2: I do want to see him fight Jericho just because I'm intrigued by the way Jericho like stands up to. Like, Supposedly he had a thing with Goldberg. He had a thing with Lesnar.
1: Goldberg? I did not supposedly hear about that. him and
2: Goldberg got into it. Wow. Before. So I'm sort of intrigued by Jericho not backing down from big guys. <laughs> So I definitely do want to see that fight play out, but uh, that's sort of a wacky answer because the the altercation just happened. So mm-hmm. try to think of who else
1: who's been in fights lately.
2: <laughs> Not just who's been in fights. I want to. I mean, I wonder who will put up a good fight. I can't think of anybody with any. Oh, maybe like a Gable. Let's like he's got amateur credentials. Oh, there you go. Yeah, let's put the wrestler up against. I'm in the
1: Lion's Den. There you go. Bring back that match.
2: That's that's it. Book it. <laughs> Gable versus Unico. That's what <laughs> I want to see. The
1: the question for this week's episode who would you want to have fight Unico, aka Sinkara in a brawl for all Lion's Den, whatever type of match.
2: I mean, I, would, I assume he's just a brawler. I don't know if he's got any like boxing experience or anything, but yeah. Gable's got that amateur wrestling background. So hmm We'll see.
1: Olympic athlete there. We, we won't see it, but We won't see it. We'll we would, never we see that. See. Right. But That'd be cool if we did Fantasy booking there. Um, let's see. What else was there to talk about? We got to see uh, Rich Swann and Sinkard defeat Brian Kendrick and Noam Dar. We already talked about that. Got a Goldberg video package, a Brock Lesnar video package. Um, they had a tag team Survivor Series meeting for Raw where um, the New Day basically reenacted Braveheart hers
2: shit was long oh my
1: god it was so bad it was so poorly written whoever was in charge of that segment dude gotta shorten that up um, I mean the crowd was hot for parts of it but it was bad same with, same with the women's segment they had another powwow meeting where they're all talking and the crowd just overtook it um, they were singing the um, do you want to be my girl Hey Bailey. Oh, Bailey, yeah, I'm talking for a long time. Like,
2: well, at least it was for someone in the ring. Yes,
1: <laughs> it was, and even Bailey tried to be like, "Okay, uh, I'm I'm super excited." You to- guys are gonna get me in trouble. Yes, exactly. Like she would do it, and I'm not supposed
2: to be over right
1: now. <laughs> She'd be like, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to be here, but let me tell you, hey, Bailey." She's like, "Oh my gosh, this is insane," and then. um, Then they brought out Sasha. The crowd's still doing it. And, uh, you know, Charlotte's trying to get them to boo and they won't do it. And um, Sasha finally gets on the microphone and just be like, Would you be my girl? And the crowd goes nuts. And then they finally calm down. Um, So, I mean, it was kind of a funny moment because I'm sitting there going, Oh my gosh, this crowd is, you know, unstoppable. They're just Mm -hmm. not going to, they're not going to, they're going to stop singing and, uh, and, they're in love with Bailey apparently, and they want to know if uh, if they'll be if she'll be their girl. Which she did respond uh, after Raw. She posted a picture and held up a sign that was like, "I'll always be your girl." Cool. Uh, yeah, nice little moment. But that segment was rough as well, like uh, because they brought out Nia Jax, they brought out Alicia Fox, and Michael Cole was conducting the whole thing instead of Stephanie or or Mick Foley, which Mick Foley wasn't there this week. Um, so they didn't have Stephanie do it. They had Michael Cole, who was so beloved with the crowd. And uh, he was like, Alicia, you have a bad history with Nia Jax. Are you all going to be able to you know, coexist together? And she was like, well, if Brad and Angelina can coexist after their divorce, I'm a survivor. Like, it was weird. It was, <laughs> I don't know if... She forgot something, or if it was just actually written that way. Either way, it was bad. Um, And then Charlotte did a a a false fifth person saying, "Oh, you know, the fifth person is just taking me to my limits as a champion and showing me what wrestling, you know, what it means to be a champion." Blah 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 blah. Uh, The fifth person is Dana Brooke, and then. Michael Cole standing in there. He's like, "No, no, that's not right. It's this person." <laughs> you know, and like the, right. the timing was off, and uh, it was just, it was bad. But at least we found out that the crowd wants Bailey to be their girl. Um,
2: I don't like how the story of all the Survivor Series like multi-person matches are that none of the teams get along.
1: Can we coexist? I mean,
2: if they're going to do that for one of the matches, fine. But I don't know. And it's not just like one side of all of the matches. It's like all the sides of all the matches. Mm -hmm.
1: It's like let's let's take all the people who are feuding right now and throw them in together. Rather than, oh, no, these guys actually get along. These guys would do well as a unit. Let's put them in the match.
2: Well, I mean, how they used to do it was face heel dynamic with people that are feuding like on opposite sides. Mm -hmm. I understand that's more difficult, more challenging to do with a brand split, but I don't know. Yeah. They could have at least done like all heels and faces on.
1: Yeah. And you know, the, to, to start the show obviously it's to make the main event for that night. um, Where Stephanie McMahon was like, all right, look, I know you guys hate each other right now. Y'all probably aren't going to do well. So I'm going to let you guys blow off the steam you're gonna have a fatal five way match. Get it all out of your system so that y'all, you guys, can focus on taking down SmackDown. So they're at least trying, in some sense, yeah. to to get there to be unity. But I don't think it's gonna work. Uh, and sim- similar to the uh, the women's match um, that followed this train wreck of a session or a segment, uh, it was Bailey and Sasha and Alicia Fox. Uh, they end up defeating uh, Charlotte, Nia Jackson, Dana Brooke. So. Would Bailey get the win? She got the pin. She so. gonna
2: tag along to counteract Natalia or something. I don't know. I mean, know. I know she's not the coach or whatever, but yeah. is she gonna be hanging out?
1: No word yet. Hmm. No mention. See, that's one of the things is like SmackDown's having fun with it. Like you're gonna be a coach and you're gonna be our mascot. Like there it it seems like they're trying to have a little fun with it, even though it's not that great of an idea. Yeah. It's something. They're doing something out there. Um, after the, uh, the tag team powwow, um, Goldust was talking to R-Truth and R-Truth surprised, um, Goldust by saying, hey, I gave up our spot in the Survivor Series tag match. And Goldust was like, what are you talking about? He was like, yeah, I got this timeshare. And we get to go to Puerto, Puerto Rico, Rico and it's going to be awesome. And he's like, but why would you give up our spot? That's what we've been waiting for. And he was like, well, I was going to surprise you, but I was going to mention it when we were out on, on stage or whatever, but you know, just never really came up. And so, uh, they ended up having a match with the shining stars. The crowd wasn't into it because, you know, we haven't seen enough of the shining stars and, uh, you know, it's the golden truth. They do their own thing. And, Uh, The Shining Stars ended up getting the victory, so there was that. Um, uh, Earlier in the night, Gallows and Anderson defeated The New Day. Of course, it was a non-title match, so, um, you know, whatever.
2: So, oh, they're going to do like a multi-man match after Survivor Series for the tag titles, aren't they? do Because don't don't Sheamus and Cesaro have a... uh... Mm
1: Mm-hmm. They do.
2: Yeah, I can see that happening.
1: Yikes. Um, Then we saw Sami Zayn defeat Rusev to earn the right to face Dolph Ziggler. Um, I don't really know how I feel about that. Like, I was kind of hoping they would try and keep Rusev a little strong. But on the same end, I'm tired of seeing Sami Zayn lose. So I don't know where to feel. Well, How to feel. I should rephrase that. How to feel.
2: I mean, if Ziggler's winning, it should be Zayn. Mm -hmm. And I get that I mean, I get where you're coming from. I maybe the answer is that Zane wrestles somebody else, so that Rusev doesn't have to. Was it pretty clean? Or there was just straight up. He just
1: straight oh, up beat him. I don't remember. Oh, what it was. Rusev was up on the top rope. He wasn't standing on it, but he was. You know, he was up on the corner, um, and Zane gave him a haluva kick, and he fell off onto the mat, and uh, he got the pin.
2: Oh, okay. I thought we were gonna say cattle, but um,
1: like it looked like he was about to leap off like he was getting in the position to jump and uh and Zayn caught him with a huluva kick uh Rusev fell fell off uh onto the mat and then uh, uh Zane got the pin
2: I mean ultimately, I think it's the right decision just because I think it's a more intriguing matchup and a fresher matchup and mm.
1: um those guys will probably put on a good a good matchup yeah. Was not to sit, take anything away from Rusev. No, no, no. He's on fire as yeah. well.
2: Well, we've sort of been there, done that with Rusev and Ziggler.
1: Mm hmm. Rusev crush. Um, <laughs> one thing that was pretty funny about that um, before the matchup, Lana went out to cut her promo, and she's gotten so in the routine of it that she was like, now Americans rise. Oh, really? And they're in Scotland. So, the crowd, yeah, the crowd just started. Oh, they started chanting Scotland, and yeah, they were giving her crap all over it. Um, main event: Kevin Owens, Braun Strowman, Chris Jericho, Roman Reigns, and Seth Rollins. Um, fatal Five Way match, no implications, just venting all their frustrations out or whatever. Let me guess. Guess away. No finish. It was a finish. Oh, okay, go ahead, tell me. Uh, Kevin Owens defeats. Everybody by penning Chris Jericho.
3: Hmm.
1: It wasn't intentional. He, oh, what was it? Um, they took out Braun. Jericho was out, uh, I think from a spear, I think. I forget. I forget how the official ending was, but Kevin Owens got hit and he did that little thing where he like, he stands and he's wobbly and then he falls back. And he lands on Jericho, and Jericho gets the gets the pin, gotcha. or or he pins Jericho. Sorry. Gotcha. So, um,
2: did they do any like broy stuff between Rollins and Reigns?
1: Yes, they did. They teased a uh, a power bomb. They were gonna try and power bomb uh, Braun Strowman, and uh, he went to lift him up and all that, and uh, I forgot what happened, but it ended up getting like broken up. So um,
2: save that for the.
1: Pay-per-view. Yeah. So, and that's that's another thing. That's one of the uh, questions that I had. Would uh, okay. So obviously, Roman Reigns is not getting the response that Vince McMahon had initially intended due to the whole Royal Rumble fiasco with Daniel Bryan uh, a couple years ago. Uh, they they've tried pushing it down the throats of everybody. Everyone just. Pushed it back, said, no, we're not going to cheer this guy. I'm sorry, he's not going to be our man. The crowd seemed to pop quite a bit last week as well as this week with the teasing and the tension between Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. So my question to you, and obviously we're probably not going to see it at least anytime soon because Dean Ambrose is on SmackDown. Would reforming the Shield get fans to cheer roman reigns the way that vince wants them to again or for the first time
2: Mm, only if it's organic uh, only if it's like truly about all three of them if they tried to make him like the focal point of it Mm -hmm. i don't think it would work but i don't think you could make him the focal point anymore yeah i think the only way that i think they've all like outgrown that like the a position on a team to the mm-hmm. point where you couldn't just put them in slots. Yeah. It would have to be like before it was like the shield in the sense that here are three guys who like make up a team, but mm-hmm. now that it would be more like an evolution thing where it's like, like, all-name guys, like, making, like, a super... Before, it was, like, they were, like, a unit, but if they did it again, it would be, like, a super team, you know? Now
1: they're the sword. Yeah, or whatever, you know? Attacking all who stands in their path. Um, yeah, that was something that did cross my mind because, you know, the crowd is reacting to this, um, you know, with, with Roman being like, you know, you still stab me in the back, but there is that history... Rollins is in the process of turning face, uh, and it's one of those things that Rollins is telling the story of. I am the most hated person in this locker room. Like no one likes me. The authority hates my guts. Uh, nobody trusts me, and I get it. Like I totally get it. Uh, and now you have Roman Reigns going. Well, wait a second. You just you saved me uh, last week when Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho were attacking me. You know maybe there is that redeeming quality in you. Maybe you can be saved. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I I think they'll at least tease it a little bit longer. Maybe we'll see a tag match featuring these two pairing up one more time, because I know that they were the tag champions while Dean Ambrose was the United States champion. So I mean, it would it would write itself on that on that aspect. Yeah. Um, would they come out to the Shield music or you yeah. know, through the crowd? No, but. I mean Roman, he's got the, the shield music anyways. Yeah. But um I don't know. That was just something that popped in my head, and I, I thought we'd uh talk a little bit about that. Um let's see, what else was there? Moving to SmackDown. Um Zango defeats the VOD Villains, so that they, so they are in the uh the tag match at Survivor Series, the okay. five on five team. Uh, Naomi defeats Natalia uh, Carmella came out, and Nikki was, I think, I think Nikki was on uh, commentary, and so they brawled. It caused a distraction for Natalya. Naomi won with the roll up. Uh, Baron Corbin got injured with after, and then Kalisto attacked. Um, what I thought was going to be the main event because I could have sworn I heard uh, Mauro say it is our main event tonight. Becky Lynch going up against Alexa Bliss. Unfortunately, I didn't get to catch this matchup. Um, but people were saying that it was a pretty pretty solid matchup. Becky Lynch gets the win, and apparently there was some controversy that Alexa Bliss had her foot on the rope while she was tapping out to the uh, to the arm the disarmer, and so that could possibly set up for a TLC matchup yeah, uh, run between it the two. So, um, so we'll have to see. One other thing for SmackDown, um, they added a fourth person to the commentary table. Tom Phillips is now on the table. Todd. Todd Phillips. Whatever. All right, Jericho. Felipe. <laughs> All right.
3: All right, Evans. All right, Jericho.
1: <laughs> you know what? He just made the list. Um <laughs> I really thought it was Tom.
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Todd. Well,
1: yeah, it might be.
2: Maybe I'm fucking up. Maybe I'm the Jericho.
1: Todd Phillips. Whoever, Felipe. There's some French for you. So, um, yeah. So now we have four people to cover a two-hour show. Overkill? Absolutely.
2: Well, it, might it be because R- R- Ronaldo's probably going to do the five too, so they may, like, ease up his load on SmackDown? Mm. Do they, like, like, they may... you know how they used to swap halfway through the show, like, commentary and stuff? Might it be one of those. Yeah, I
1: remember the uh, WCW days whenever they did that. And Tanae would always call the cruiserweight matches.
2: Fuck I, you and this, Tom. <laughs> I'm the asshole here. I
1: apologize, Tom. That's all right. I'm sure he'll forgive you if he ever listens to the show. Um anyways. Uh yeah. So yeah, maybe we will see like hour one, hour two commentary. Uh, probably not. It's just gonna be four hour, four people on there. It's a lot of people
2: to talk, talk over each that other.
1: That is Especially sharing that one table. Three was plenty. Four is overkill. And then you're gonna have guest commentators like Nikki Bella showing up. It's like Jesus. It's a lot. How many more people can they fit on this table? Um Kurt Hawkins got his first win. I didn't see it, but he defeated <laughs> Apollo Cruz. Oh man. Yeah. Apparently it's a
2: bummer for Cruz.
1: Yeah. Uh, apparently he went for like a move off the top rope, missed, and Cruz or Kurt Hawkins got the win. Um, they had a, a tag match between the Wyatt family featuring Randy Orton going up against Dean Ambrose, Kane, and James Ellsworth. And uh, backstage, there was a funny segment where Ellsworth is talking to Dean Am- Ambrose, and he's like, dude, we're a team, and now we've got four hands. Like, we're unstoppable. Uh, and he goes, just think about it. James Ellsworth and Dean Ambrose. James and Dean. Hey, James Dean, that can be our tag team name. And, you know, going with it, and it was pretty funny. And then Kane shows up, and Kane's like, uh, or Ellsworth is like, Hey, do you have any advice for me? And Kane goes, Don't tag in. <laughs> nice. So um, I didn't get to catch the match, but Wyatt Family featuring Randy Orton end up getting the win. Hmm. So I guess he's rolling with it now. I don't know. It seems so out of place. Uh, And I'm not just saying that just because he doesn't have the full-fledged beard, but it just seems so out of place.
2: I mean, I imagine this is only until their next pay-per-view where it's a SmackDown pay-per-view. Yeah.
1: You think they're going to do a roadblock before the Royal Rumble?
2: I thought I heard something. I also heard that they're going to reduce the number of pay-per-views they do next year. God.
1: I would like that.
2: Oh, that's just a rumor. I, don't know. I would,
1: I hope so, because that's a lot. That's a lot of time to put in. Yeah. Um, I
2: mean, don't get your hopes that it's going to be, like, <laughs> greatly reduced or anything. But Yeah.
1: Like, I'm okay with an occasional one. Like, NXT, they do just fine. They do four-year, boom, done. So they do it before... I think
2: they do more than four-year now. Oh, um, maybe. They, they started out quarterly, but now yeah. I think they do it before every... Well... It's not even every major pay-per-view. It's
1: they sort of like every other major pay-per-view, yeah. like SummerSlam and Survivor Series. And,
2: yeah. Wait, uh-huh. do they only do four? Maybe they maybe they do only do four a year. It feels mm-hmm. like they've sort of picked up the, the schedule, though. They might have gone up to like five this because year. Because they're doing one before Survivor Series and are going to do one before, we assume, before the Rumble, right?
1: Well, that would be the start of the new year. Okay,
2: yeah. I mean, yeah, but...
1: They did, they're doing one before Survivor Series... They did one before SummerSlam. That was Brooklyn. They did WrestleMania, which is Dallas. I think they did one before the Rumble. Okay,
2: you're right. Okay, so only four. Years. Maybe.
1: They might have done one extra it one. It felt like they picked
2: up the schedule. Yeah. I don't know.
1: They might have, but uh, that's all that's popping off in my head. Um, and I am certainly am looking forward to the NXT show that's going to be in San Antonio. I'm looking forward to when the tickets go on sale for that. Um, yeah, that was pretty much it for SmackDown. So, crazy stuff. Hope you enjoyed that. You're listening to an exclusive interview on WNS. Okay, folks, joining us on the show this week it is Martin Casaus, also known as Marty the Moth Martinez from Lucha Underground. Martin, how are you today?
0: I'm doing fantastic. brother, how you doing?
1: Uh, Doing great. For all things, Marty the Moth Martinez, you can follow him on Twitter, at Martin Casaus. You can also check him out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Martin Casaus, and you can catch him on Lucha Underground Wednesday nights on the El Ray Network, so make sure you check your local listings for that. We've been following it, loving the show, so we're very Happy to have you on this week. Great, appreciate you having me on, man. Now you were actually you were introduced into the world to the wrestling world nationally through WWE's Tough Enough back in 2011, and you actually became one of the favorites to win the whole thing. But unfortunately, you had to leave due to injury. Could you take us through the emotions you experienced while you were there on the show, when you were injured, your recovery time, and your return to the ring? Oh
0: man, that was a roller coaster. Um, so. You're going for your dream contract. You're going to be a wrestler to be full time, something everybody loves to do. And uh, I was doing pretty well. Um, it was halfway through the show, um, and honestly, looking at the competition, I knew I was going to be the winner of the show. Um, and uh, some fate have it when my ankle randomly broke. I have no idea how or why. None of the doctors do either. Um, so we went to the hospital and uh the cameras had to stop rolling because of the hospital but yeah that was pretty freaking sad for me i won't lie that was i was doing so well and then it gets pulled out from under me um and that was that definitely hit and i might have you know i'm a man but <laughs> i might have shed a tear or two in the hospital <laughs> it, well, sure. it was a dream that was going away so um yeah that was it was intense um I, what they didn't show is that my ankle broke. Uh, we actually did three more drills. And then uh, before I actually they made me go away, um, I did about three more drills on the one leg. And then Bill DeMonts had us all down, yelled at us, because it was just a rough day at practice that day. And then they pulled me aside and said, I need you to go to the hospital. I said, I don't want to, because if I go to the hospital, you guys aren't going to let me come back if it's mm-hmm. broke. And... uh the way they convinced me to going was, I will only go to the hospital if you is if you let me tape this up, no matter what it is, and come back and finish this competition. Absolutely sure. Yeah. They lied. Of course. They lied. <laughs> 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 so I went to the hospital. Um, had a sad moment. It spent overnight. Um, just I had about five doctors um, for second opinions i um, just trying to find anyone that will say, you, you're good to go for the next five weeks. Um, then I even approached a doctor and said, can you shoot it up with something so I don't fill it for five weeks? And uh, they wouldn't do it. Mm. I guess that's illegal or something. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, it was rough. Then um, Actually, they took me from the, I think it was actually, the, they took me to a different hotel. They didn't take me back to the house. Um, and the very next time I saw everybody was when I went into a, van, a production van, and they said, hey, so you're going to hang up your belt there, um, and uh, you're going to give Steve Austin the belt so him, you can't go anymore. I'm like, um, all right, well, that's a rude way to start the day. Um, <laughs>
1: I'm fine. How are you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so that's what they did. I went in there, and Steve let me hang up my own belt, which is awesome. Um, and then they gave me... Two uh, screws in my leg Or my ankle here That's going to stay with me forever So that's my souvenir from WWE <laughs> up. Thank you very much, WWE <laughs> um, And uh, Yeah, so I was supposed to be out For I think six months Or something like that, six months I'm, I came back a couple months early Just because I wanted to get back in the ring When your whole life is You're so close to getting what you want out of life And it pulls out from under you You hate just to sit there and dwell on it So uh, that was kind of a long process for me, but it actually made me actually a lot mentally tougher than I thought. Definitely. It was good. I think everything happens for a reason. I end up at Lucha Underground, so I'm all right with it.
1: Absolutely. We definitely want to talk about your Lucha Underground, but I do have one more uh, WWE-related question. Before you got called into uh, Lucha Underground, were you ever contacted uh, by WWE to, to maybe be given another tryout? Did they contact you any time after that?
0: I, I was, yeah. I was contacted actually about three years later. Three years. Wow. Because, just because I was still doing stuff. Um, and going and being an extra and stuff. They actually sent me down to the WWE Performance Center. That place is amazing. Um, And uh, I had a tryout, and they they said when I was down there, the tryouts there are are ridiculous, I think. Basically, they try and break you, and they don't do any sort of wrestling. They just make you do a million things so you get tired and so that you quit. Mm -hmm. I don't quit. (laughs) <laughs> so um, we went there in the very last day. We had a promo. And then they said, all right, we're going to have a couple people doing some matches. And they went by, and they like, I like you, I like you, let's do a match with you. Martin, we already know what you can do, so you don't worry about it. And uh, I'm like, well, if you already know why I'm what I can do, why the hell am I here then? <laughs> um, so either hire me or don't give me a tryout. So <laughs> it is what it is. But I did have a tryout there. Um, and, uh, it's a great chance to be at the Performance Center. That place is amazing. If you ever get a chance to go, that place is amazing. Make sure you do. Um, but yeah, I did get a try in 2014, 2015, something like that, in December. And right about that time, Lucha Underground was knocking on my door. Um, they actually contacted me about a year before the show came out, too. So, it was right about that time.
3: That's
1: very cool, you know, to, uh, to find out that they approached you on that. So whenever they came to you, did they say, hey, we've got this character, we think it'll be great for you? Or did they kind of work with you and, and you kind of came up with some part of, parts of the character? Or was, was it sort of a 50-50 or was it more of their, hey, we've got this character, we think you'd be great for it?
0: Actually, they didn't even, by the time they approached me, they didn't even have an idea of the show. All they, did, they knew or any sort of structure to the show yet. They contacted me about a year before. It was one of the first guys contacted. All they knew was, we're bringing a Lucha Libre to America. We'd like to be on a show. That's pretty much all we know. Are you <laughs> in? I said, yes. So nice. <laughs> And then uh, it was Eric Van Wagen. Um, he worked with me on Top Enough. And uh, so I just kept getting in contact with him every couple of months. Like, hey, is this thing still happening? He's like, yep, yep, still works, still works. <laughs> and then we got there. And uh, it was funny because they had no idea what to do with me. Um, they just know, They just said, hey, you're, I'm not quite sure what to do with you, but we want you on the show because you're entertaining. <laughs> um, so I actually had my first match as a magician. I was Magnificent Martin. <laughs> and on the second match ever, I her down and down. I never made it to TV. Nice. So I was wearing a shower curtain.
1: <laughs> but, but you got to be a part of history wearing that shower curtain. <laughs>
0: Yeah, straight. Yeah, it was a blast. <laughs> I was the second match. I was. I wish I was the first, but I was the second. James B and uh, somebody else was a, a, a big B boy. Was the first match, but I was the second match in Newtown Underground history.
1: They had to warm up the crowd for you.
0: That's right. Yeah, you know, kind of got <laughs> kind of to warm them up.
1: <laughs> so then you later became what is now known Marty the Moth Martinez uh, and your character has evolved so much. I saw I saw comments on uh, on you know, YouTube videos of saying this is what the, the Bray Wyatt character should be like or, you know, this is what this particular character should be like. And, you know, you've you've seemed to uh, found your niche and you've you've honed your craft. Tell us about Marty the Moth Martinez. Like, where did this character come from in your mind?
0: Um, well, they came up to me and they approached me with the character, hey, you're, you're gonna part of this moth tribe. It's going to be one of those seven aspect tribes. We just want you to be com- comedic relief. Just entertain us, make us laugh. Like, all right. And that's pretty much all that they really gave us. And then uh, literally during rehearsals before my first TV match against Prince Puma, I was messing with Melissa and I don't know if I was whispering to nothing's in her ear or what I was doing. <laughs> but I was just messing with her and they're like, ooh, could you, could you do that? Could you actually flap your arms like that, kind of like a moth, and just stand even closer to her, make her super uncomfortable? Like, do you want me to do that on TV today? Like, like yeah, yeah. I'm like, sure. Wait, you will? Yeah, yeah, totally I will. <laughs> All right, do it. Let's see what happens. So that's how the whole – it was actually <laughs> – so that whole thing with me and Melissa started out as a joke with me messing with her during rehearsals because I like to goof off. <laughs> um, and then uh, I knew I was good at comical leave. I can I can make people laugh at me. Um, and, uh, but I know that usually the comedic relief doesn't get to hold championships.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, so I went and talked to Vampiro and said, how can I still be funny and still make this work, that I can have a title in my future. And uh, he said, "Well, let's make it darker." And if you're going to talk, if you're going to try and make anything darker, that here is the man to go to. Absolutely. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, that's where it evolved. So then I just started um, using some of my acting classes and stuff like that, doing some research on serial killers um, and horror movies, and then just kind of taking that aspect. And that's where you saw that switch from season one, where they told me, "I'm going to kidnap sexy star." and uh, that's where you see this whole darkness coming about from the goofy smiley that you saw in the very beginning.
1: Mhm: Childish in the beginning, but then you find out his darker past.
0: Exactly. It's gotta have some layers to some characters.
1: And one of the things about about your career so far in Lucha Underground is you've gotten to have one of those standout matches. You know, there are certain matches in Lucha Underground that people constantly go back and talk about. Like if you're gonna watch Lucha Underground, this is one of the matches. Your match with Kill Shot, the Weapons of Mass Destruction match, I think is one of those matches. What was your thought before and after that particular match?
0: Um, before it was funny because At the very end of season three, they're going to end me and Killshot in a different manner. They're just going to just give us a regular quick match and just move on to something different. But uh, me and Shane, Shane's Killshot, so we really enjoy working with each other. I think we have something here with the dog tags. Give us a chance. Can we we blow this off right? And uh, this is one thing I love so much about Lucha Underground is that the list, the the writers and the producers, and everyone said, okay, let's give a chance. Mm-hmm. And so we rocked, we went with it, and uh, it turned out very well. Um, and the funny thing is, before that match, they said, hey, we're giving you the ball today. So, we're not saying we're not gonna give you the ball ever again, but this is gonna be your, your first main event on this show. This is gonna be your, you're here, and this match could take you here. So, no pressure. <laughs> like, oh, okay, no, thanks. Um, so, me and Kosha got together, and uh, that match happened. And honestly, that was probably probably the highlight of my career after that match was over. Um, just because the crowd was eating up the whole time. But then the pressure was gone once, once uh, I was on top of that ladder. Mm. Um, I knew I was going to be okay. I, I was more worried for his safety than mine, breaking his ankles on my chest. Yeah. Um, that last move off the ladder, that was super fun. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, But no, I think that was honestly one of the biggest, the most emotional moment for me in my career um, because after he got sent away and he had a celebration, we went off air, um, the fans were cheering me and the writers came out and were clapping for me and I think that was a big, okay, I did what the writers need. So, Um, I'm very happy with this. And honestly, that match was very fun for me, and uh, I love that match. Josh had an amazing guy to wrestle.
1: Very cool. Do you ever go back and uh, and watch the matches that you compete in?
0: Once they come out, I immediately watch them (laughs) just because I want to critique myself. Um, I always critique or I always tape my matches every single time I have a match and critiques. I always want to get better, especially at Lucha Underground where with me... I could do all these cool flips. I can do stuff like this. But people care less about that instead of they care when I look at Melissa Santos in a very disturbing manner.
1: <laughs> I think so, she's playing hard to get.
0: <laughs> I think so, too. She's going to give up one of these days. She's going to give up. I'll get her. I'll get her. Too, I
1: love the the fact that the, uh, the crowd has... Uh, in a, in a weird way, they've accepted you. They're, they're chanting creepy bastard at you. They're saying no means no. Uh, you know they, they say in wrestling, as long as you're getting a reaction, you're doing something right. So for you to get that kind of a reaction, it's got to be good.
0: The people at the temple, they're so amazing, man. And the, the, they are a character on their own. Um, yeah, the second I go out now, it's creepy bastard and uh, no means no um, and kill must or something, kill moth, or kill the moth, kill the moth. <laughs> that was newer. It's amazing. Um, and one thing that I'm actually quite proud of that the writers talk to me that they're excited about is that most of the bad guys in Lucha still get cheered, mm-hmm. but nobody cheers the moth. They don't like the moth. <laughs> Legit, they hate the moth. So they uh, one of the writers said that the, uh, the moth has zero redeeming qualities in him whatsoever, so... That therefore the fans will never cheer me and I'm 100% okay with that
1: <laughs> and um, then, you, then you throw in your sister Mariposa in there as well and it's just all kinds of chaos
0: oh there's going to be some fun for this season you're going to see it um, with me and Mariposa yeah it's a fun relationship that we're going to explore a little bit in season 3 here um, M- Melissa's an amazing wrestler so it just, it's great I have an awesome tag team partner an awesome sister in, in the show Um, I'm pretty stoked for everybody to see. I I kind of wish it was just like on Netflix or something where you can just throw it all at you at once. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, it definitely built suspense having to wait seven days.
1: And it was one of those things where after the first season, there was such an outcry, such an outpour. We need a season two. And then we were gifted a season two. And not only that, it's like, hey, you got season two. Now you're getting season three and possibly future seasons to come. So... You know, I I'll happily wait an extra week just so I can uh, check out the next episode
0: <laughs> and rumors about season four and touring for the rest of the year. So yeah, speaking of
1: touring, you guys got to go on the road and uh, y'all were fortunate enough to, or we were fortunate enough to have you guys show up at Houston, which is where we got to see you perform against Paul London. So that was a lot. Of, that was a fun match.
0: Oh my gosh! And he got yeah, with him and the rabbit tried that. That's a fun <laughs> thing to play with. So you got his goofiness with the rabbit tribe and my goofiness with the moth. I really hope I get to wrestle him a lot more at Lucha Underground because Paul London is just an amazing man, an amazing wrestler.
1: Inside the the Lucha Underground temple, is there anyone that you would like to face that's on your sort of list of of people you'd like to face that's not a champion at the moment?
0: It's not a champion at the moment. Paul's definitely up there. I'd like to wrestle Son of Havoc. Mm. I have... I, he was on WWE Tough Enough with me. Mm-hmm. Um, he came down to Utah and wrestled for, my, uh, for a company down here, but I didn't get to wrestle him because I was still out with my ankle. So after all these years, I've yet to wrestle my buddy uh, Matt. So I would love to wrestle Son of Havoc um, and maybe just throw him around by that beard of his.
1: <laughs> Definitely. Uh, who in the wrestling world, past or present, would you like to have a match with?
0: I always say um, one of my dream matches would be so-called Steve Austin, just because of WWE Tough Enough, and obviously Steve Austin is Steve Austin. <laughs> um, Shawn Michaels is a man I, that I that actually got me, that kind of taught me what wrestling was, like how he, how he went out there and he had so much fun out there. You could tell he was having fun. Um, that is someone that would be a dream match for me, Shawn Michaels. Um, but presently uh, people that are in the ring right now there's so many people out there that I would like to get my hands on at least twice I would say the first time is for fun the second time you really get to see what you can do Hmm. so um, I would love to wrestle Matt Cross um, and Shawn Michaels um, and I'd love another match at Paul London try to check out that rabbit tribe
1: very cool Um, now for a lot of wrestlers out there in the world wrestling is their life. It is the only thing that they have to, to fall on. And one thing that fans might not know about you is that you're not just a wrestler. You're also a stockbroker. How on earth does that
0: happen? <laughs> yeah, um, I'm a stockbroker. I own two businesses, and I'm an actor as well. So i um, trying to stay busy. Um, that happened because actually when I was... 18, 17, something like that. I was working at a bank just because it was a better job than a restaurant. (laughs) Um, I was playing sports back then, and my friend who got a job at the brokerage firm that I work at, I'm not allowed to say the name on it for some reason, um, but the brokerage firm I worked at, she actually sat me down and forced me to apply for that position, and uh, it ended up getting me into the brokerage firm. So I have my Series 7 licenses, my Series 63 licenses, uh, a girl that forced me to actually come to the stockbroker job actually didn't pass her test, so she couldn't actually stay at this job, <laughs> this job here. So that was kind of fun. But um, I'm literally actually at the office right now at the brokerage firm um, trying to help people retire. That's amazing.
1: Like what? When you first told your coworkers, hey, I have to go wrestle, what was their reactions?
0: <laughs> you have to go do what? Yeah. Like... <laughs> like high school wrestling? i like, no, no, I like high school wrestling. I wear a lot less spandex <laughs> than I do,
1: do Do they ever come um, out to to some of your matches and uh, and show their support?
0: Um, some have. Um, some loved it. Some were like, that's oh, to violent for my kids. I'm in Utah, so it is what it is. <laughs> um, but one thing that has been a constant is uh, there's a lot of people that work here. This is... All they have, they have their job and they go mm-hmm. home to their families. So I asked them about their weekends. and said they hang out with their kids and mm-hmm. had picnics. And then they asked me about my weekends. They always ask me how my weekends <laughs> went because it's usually a lot more eventful than working a nine-to-five job and taking care of family.
1: So how was your weekend? Well, I watched some football. How about you? Oh, I got thrown off of a ladder through a table, you know. Uh-huh. this. Casual,
0: Exactly. I had 20,000 people in Mexico, you know, throwing beer at me, <laughs> flipping me off, and it was a blast. It was great. So, you yeah, know, it's, it's definitely um, some fun stories, and everyone here has been pretty awesome about it. Um, but it definitely, and it, I even told close Steve Austin, and he says, what the hell are you doing wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> You're a stockbroker. You're smarter than that. Like, well, I don't want to be a stockbroker my whole life, so that's why I'm, Kicking ass all over the country.
1: I can just imagine someone walking into your business for the first time, sitting down at, across the desk from you, noticing all the bruises on your face and going, I don't know if I should go to this
3: guy.
0: <laughs> well, he should have seen the other guy. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah it's been fun. Um, and uh, it's actually, it's brought a lot of opportunities because then I, I can do stuff. I'm not just a full-time wrestler, which I don't know if I would love. Just to be a full-time wrestler, because I don't think it pays as much as uh, I'd like to make. I have big plans for my future so millionaire by 40.
1: There you go. So hypothetical question um, if the WWE were to come calling and they offered you the uh, the full-time gig there, would you still do your stockbroking can you do your stockbroking job on the side or would you I mean because I know the WWE is a demanding uh, schedule being on the road about 300 days a year, would you be able to still do that?
0: If I ever went to the WWE, nope, you are a WWE superstar. That is all you do. Uh, You're pretty much not allowed to do pretty much anything else. Um, And you don't even have time to do anything else. Um, But if the WWE were to come to me right now and say we have this uh, uh, full-time gig for you, I would just let them know. Um, I appreciate that. It's about time. And uh, just like you guys told me, we're going to wait for a future time.
3: Mm.
0: I'm here at Duchy Underground and I love it. As long as Duchy Underground has their doors open, I'm going to wave that flag like I've never waved a flag before. So as long as Lucha's around, I'm going to be there. Even if WWE did,
1: i offer you anything. Very cool. And then speaking of Lucha Underground, you can catch it Wednesdays on the L Ray Network. Make sure to check your local listings. At least put it on your DVR or download the seasons on iTunes now that it's a- available on there. For everything Martin Casals, follow him on Twitter at Martin Casals or Facebook.com slash Martin Marty the Moth Martinez, it has certainly been a, uh, a pleasure. We appreciate you coming on the show.
0: Hey, man, I appreciate you having me on. It's been a blast. I appreciate the plugs um and again just for my fans follow me um follow this podcast uh follow me write me messages with but long story short long story short sorry i'm sick so i have my voice right now but thank you everybody who are watching the show and you support without wrestling fans we're just two dudes rolling around in spandex so thank you very much wrestling fans keep being vocal, let's keep Lucha going for a very long time, and keep supporting indie wrestling.
1: Awesome. All right, man. Well, we appreciate it.
0: (laughs) No problem. Thank you much for having me on, Daniel.
1: And now some hot topics for you all. We certainly appreciate Martin coming on to the show, talking a little uh, Lucha Underground, all that good stuff. Uh, Hope you enjoyed it. Feel free to leave a comment, what you thought about the interview, and more. Uh, But we do have some hot topics. We also have one more debate, uh, or one more questionable thing that I'd like to bring up, and that is the rumor going around um, surrounding Hulk Hogan. Uh, There was news, TMZ broke or whatever. Um, I forget what her name is. What's his daughter's name? Brooke. Brooke. Yeah, Brooke Hogan. Um, Apparently, she said that WWE is in talks of bringing Hulk Hogan back to WrestleMania. So, the question is, should WWE bring back Hulk Hogan after the comments that he made, uh everything that's been going on with the lawsuits, you know, should he be forgiven for the stuff that he said? Has there been enough time for people to forgive or is it still a very touchy sensitive subject?
2: Well, what I would assume is this little who who videoed her asking i believe it was tmz okay they're co-opted media from for wwe Mm -hmm. wwe leaks the shit to them so yeah my assumption would be this is like a test the water's like are are people gonna freak you out yeah and if they do that could make sense if they do then we pull back and we
1: don't do it and Mm -hmm. if people are like no she's crazy don't trust her
2: yeah i mean i mean i mean honestly it's not that hard to pull back from brooke hogan said this one thing on camera yeah we just don't ever talk about it again. Then, mm-hmm. if they say we're bringing Hogan back, then that's a little bit bigger of a deal to pull back from. So, they've leaked shit to TMZ before. So, I consider them co-opted media. Yeah. So, I would say this is just a test run because before this, they did the they put him back in that video package for the network after. Yeah. Emporia. So it's like they're incrementally like seeing like are people it's gonna subliminal. Freak, it's like are people going to freak out if we do this? No. They're like, did
1: I just hear him say, "Brother"? Yeah. I think I did.
2: So I would assume they're just testing the waters and seeing how the fans react.
1: True. Yeah. Um, And the wrestling crowd, they are very forgiving. You know, it's not necessarily an out of sight, out of mind when you've got legends in wrestling. So I'm sure he'd be welcomed back with open arms. But it's just one of those things where it's like, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's... It's hard questionable. For, it's
2: hard for me to look at him the same way. I yeah. mean, I don't. I. It's not just hard for I like. I don't look at him the same way.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But uh, that doesn't mean they're not going to do it. Yeah. He. I. Th- there was a, when it was fresh in the news. I felt like if there's no coming back from this. But now I feel like oh, it's only a matter of time before they mm-hmm. they bring him back.
1: They'll just say yeah, he was just wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, he said things he shouldn't have. But I don't know. There's still still certain things you just don't say um so yeah i'm sure the fan there'll be a lot of fans that'll be happy to see him back
2: well more than you just don't say but hopefully people just don't actually feel that way yeah instead of just like instead of like wanting people to watch what they say hopefully just people don't fucking feel that way yeah
1: (laughs) just be nice be nice to one another. yeah
2: just be fucking nice god
1: (laughs) just be fucking nice to one another um so now talking about some hot topics um you know, we talk, we started the show talking a little bit about politics. Um, <laughs> we do have some politics stuff to talk about. Rhino unfortunately lost his bid in Michigan for a uh, for a seat in the House of Representatives. I think he had thirty six percent of the votes. <laughs> still not too bad. I mean, in in politics talk, that's a landslide victory for his opponent. But still, that he that he got some votes is is pretty good. Um, Matt Hardy, reportedly, according to his Twitter, was informed that he received presidential votes. Apparently, people wrote him in instead of Harambe, uh, and he sent out a tweet saying how flattering and delightful it, it was that people voted for him to be president.
2: I mean, A, that sounds like a fucking work that he's just like going with, and B, don't depress me that people wasted their fucking votes with that kind of shit when... We are facing what we're facing now.
1: Yeah, um, let's just move on. let's, move, let's on. move on from that. Uh, Joey Styles announced that he was blocked on Twitter by TNA, or he was blocked by TNA on Twitter uh, for saying, "I predict FightNet uh, elects to move TNA to Toronto without Dixie Carter."
2: Say that one more time.
1: He said, "I predict that is it Fight.net or is it just FightNet? Net?" Fight Network. Okay, Fight Network. I predict that they elect to move TNA from Orlando or mm-hmm. from wherever it is. Universal Studios, I believe now, that they've been doing their show. I don't even know. Somewhere around. Wherever. Wherever they've been doing it, they're moving to Toronto, and they're leaving Dixie Carter behind.
2: Well, I thought that the last... And again, I've sort of have been out of the loop for a while, but uh, the last I heard was she still retains like 5% ownership or whatever, even with they. Even with them buying out,
1: yeah, I heard she would lose a lot of her power, but they would keep her maybe as an on-air character.
2: Well, it's basically just like she's she's saving a little of face by staying with the company. She's not really going to be in, like in charge. She or...
1: really saving face by staying with the company, though.
2: In in her own opinion, like <laughs> yeah. it's better than like losing the company altogether. Yeah, she she can be like, I'm part of this, uh, this how and is mm-hmm. still going. Not like, I uh, you know, I I got bought out because I'm incompetent.
1: <laughs> Certainly not the case. Um in some happy news, Kurt Angle and his wife welcome baby number 5 to the family.
2: That's a lot of babies.
1: That is a lot of babies. Do your thing. <laughs> yeah, hopefully some uh, future gold medalists up in there. Uh speaking of babies, Robbie E, former guest on the show, he and his wife gave birth to twins.
2: It's a lot of babies. That's yeah. a
1: lot of babies. That's a lot of babies at once. <laughs> That's a lot to go from 0 to 2. Yeah. Uh so best of luck with that. Um Uh, SmackDown's 900th episode coming up, and Edge and The Undertaker are scheduled to appear. So, that'll be a nice surprise. It's been a while since we saw Edge in the uh, WWE ring. So, look forward to seeing what he has up uh, for plans.
2: hasn't been that long. Mm -hmm. When they were doing the Edge and Christian show, it was like he was
1: I didn't watch that, though, so I don't count it.
2: I'm just saying he was around, not yeah. just on that. He was on. Raw yeah, he did have play. the interaction yeah. with
1: with New Day. He and did all the that.
2: Uh, him and Christian did the podcast too with yeah. Stone Cold.
1: Um. But yeah. So Edge and the Undertaker uh, expected to appear on the 900th episode and while we're talking on numbers of episodes episode 300 of our show is going to be next week so you still have a little bit of time to get your uh, audio clips into us or whatever you want to send our way just send it to podcast crew at yahoo.com so there you go we might have it featured on the show just in a little message or something like that uh justin roberts for former announcer for wwe has announced that he plans to release a book entitled The Best Seat in the House, A Backstage Pass to My Journey as a WWE Wrestler, or announcer, excuse me. Uh, it's set to release in April of 2017. So, if that is something that intrigues you, there you go. Um, injury Reports, Shelton Benjamin announced uh, on his Twitter that he has uh, no timetable for a return to action following his torn rotator cuff injury but he is in the process of rehab
2: wonder if they pulled the deal after that
1: i hope not i'd, I'd still like to see him compete but yeah that is kind yeah. of a well you do seem accident prone so we're just gonna just gonna take that
2: it seems like really bad timing
1: yeah it's the worst timing um and uh, WWE legend, Vader, he was involved in a car crash.
2: Man, I saw pictures. He looks pretty messed up. Yeah, I
1: yeah, have bruises all over his face and uh, black eye, two black eyes. Um, he claims he's okay, despite losing consciousness for, 40, for 35 minutes and the fact that his car rolled and stopped upside down. So, but he is okay. He's alive. What kind and of car do
2: you think Vader drives?
1: <laughs> Man... I would hope something kind of big because he's a big dude, yeah. but I don't know, I don't know how he lives his lifestyle, yeah it's true like I could I could see him driving something sensible and it just it just flipped, but I mean, there's no telling.
2: I was more like thinking like he's a big man, I wonder, I hope his car's not too small or something,
1: yeah, you can just imagine like yeah, him all scrunched up, the wheel right in his chest, but yeah, glad he's okay um hope he's. You It know, doesn't have any long-term damages from that, uh, especially losing consciousness. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much going to do it for us this week. So, thanks, everyone, for listening. We appreciate you tuning in. You can always submit your questions on our YouTube channel, WS Video, also our Facebook page, WS Podcast. Check us out on WrestlingNewsHorse.com and WrestlingNewsHorse.com on Facebook. Subscribe to our show on iTunes, Beyond BeyondPod, Player.fm, Stitcher, and Satchel by searching Wrestling NewsHorse Podcast.
2: Yes, and you can follow the podcast on Twitter at WNS Podcast. Daniel is at WNS underscore Daniel. Tyler is at Tyler underscore Bear, and hopefully, we'll have like a more regular <laughs> episode three hundred with Tyler back and yeah. me having actually watched the product and
1: <laughs> big old celebrations. What it's going to be? We're going to have some fun. I hope. So, uh, again, big thank you to our guest this week, Martin Casals from Lucha Underground, Marty the Moth. Go and check him out. Make sure you check out Lucha Underground as well. Uh, For the podcast crew, I am Daniel Heron. I'm Doug. And we will catch you all next week for episode 300.
2: Woo!